It is Monday the 29th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, I was trawling through Instagram. You guys look like the Rolling Stones, of course. Six and out. Back on stage on the weekend. It looked like a cracking night. Mate, we had an absolute ball. We played up to Hardy's Bay. And um, only only two rehearsals mm. after, I think we worked out as about a 10-year break. Not quite as long as the Eagles, but... Um, Mate, geez, we had a good time. We, I thought we sounded pretty pretty good as well. So I think there will be a few more gigs in the pipeline now. Oh, great. I'll have to uh, come along and look forward to that. Uh, good on you, mate. I'm glad it all went well. Now, David Warner, this was one of the most bizarre dismissals or non-dismissals I've ever seen in my life. We'll talk about that. Nick Kyrgios says he's thrown tennis matches. And what about the weekend of rugby league? If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. So Dave Warner, right, he starts to walk off in this win Australia had over Zimbabwe, and it was a convincing win in the One Day International. He starts to walk off. Then uh, Tucker decides to go upstairs um, to check the DRS, and nothing on Snicko, nothing on Hotspot. Next thing you know, Warner, who obviously was out, walked back to the crease and continued <laughs> to bat and slapped the next ball for four. Yeah, it's obviously it was a bit of a farce, wasn't it, in the end? But um, he definitely nicked the ball. And uh, as he's walking off, I think once the batsman starts to walk, he should just forget about the technology. What happens it's a when reasonable. You, that's right. It's a reasonable giveaway. Yeah, it's a reasonable giveaway. But look, the oh. Aussie's too good. Um, Zimbabwe mm. only scoring 200. Cameron Green took taking his first five-wicket haul, five for 33. Um, Zampa also taking three for 57. And, and Warner ended up with 57 off 66. Smith, 48 not out. Uh, and Maxwell, 32 not out off nine balls. So the Aussies, very convincing there in the first hit out of the summer. Yeah, well, the Big Bash, some news around the Big Bash over the weekend, and not all good because obviously they've tried to promote this whole idea of getting some marquee players in from overseas, but the dates, the timings, the calendars may play against them a little bit here. Yeah, it's a scheduling issue here, and the Big Bash franchises have decided not to go part-time with these big names. Um, the big names are sort of trying to play a number of different tournaments and trying to, I suppose, milk the system. Um, but the but the actual franchise themselves said, no, we'd rather sign lesser-profile people that can play the whole summer for us. Um, and that's what they've done. So Andre Russell and Faf Duplessis, the South African captain, have both been snubbed. Yeah, and it plays against what they're trying to do, doesn't it, enormously? So Cricket doesn't Australia it, yeah. won't be happy. They've gone out on a – not out on a limb, but they've obviously thought creatively to sort of try and get these guys in to promote the game. So it's a difficult one for them. Nick Kyrgios, he's always got a one-liner in him. He says he's thrown tennis matches, but for the most bizarre reasons, obviously we know he's a massive basketball fan, Boston Celtics fan, and there's a link between the losses of Boston Celtics and some of his matches uh, – it's a little crazy. It is. Um, I think what happens with Nick Kuris, he says things not really thinking it through. Mm. <laughs> it might not sound like a surprise at all, but whenever you read between the lines with Nick, you can take positives out of it or you can take negatives, and, and that's what's happened here. He's basically alluded to the fact that when Boston Celtics lose, 
he just can't be bothered and going on with his tennis match and couldn't be bothered winning. Effectively saying he's throwing throwing tennis matches, which is not, which is a poor thing to say because uh, there was a lot of money involved. This is integrity as well. He hasn't done himself any favors once again. Now I know uh, it's a sort of it's a, it's a slight little segue, but basketball and his passion for basketball. Shaquille O'Neal has been. He's been arthritis, hasn't he? He's been in every joint since he got in. It's been it's been a really well done publicity campaign. He's interviewed everyone, uh, spoken to everyone, and he said Shane uh, Shane Hills his favourite Aussie. Well, they played against each other. I think it was the '96 um, Olympics, mm. and he said, "Yeah, his favourite player when asked was uh, Little Shane. He called him yeah. Shane Hill. He did he did the, he did the, then go on to say that's the only player he could remember." So I don't know if it's a big rap for little Shane or not, but uh, Shane Hill scored 28 points in the the, the warm-up game against the um, the All-Star American team, and uh, but the Aussies ended up losing the match in the actual Commonwealth and the, in the Olympic Games itself. Yeah, he was a tenacious and brilliant player, Shane yep. Hill, and, and played above his, his weight, of course. Remember his time with the Timberwolves and others, and uh, Andrew Gaze also. I, I think he, he was my favourite because I suppose he was in that mm. era where uh, I was only young and, and the way that he dominated that Australian team with those three-pointers and kept them in games. Now, last week, EPL, uh, we were talking about Manchester United's big win over Liverpool. Now, Liverpool have had this extraordinary win, 9-0 over Bournemouth. Absolute smashed them, didn't they? Mm. 9-0 over Bournemouth. And um, people were concerned about Liverpool. Have they got the um, the ability this year? Have they got the drive? Well, clearly they have. And uh, this is a massive turning point. This is a really kickstart their season. Yeah, Allianz Stadium yesterday. We took the family out for the opening. It is extraordinary, Shano. Uh, this 800-odd yep. million, um, uh, well spent in my opinion, um, and look, we're going to see the South Roosters game on Friday night, then the Australians play South Africa on Saturday night after their big win, then the Matildas. It's really good to see a, a classy joint like this. See, Melbourne's gone ahead in leaps and bounds. So have Perth mm. and even the revamp of the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, definitely, mate. And City, City needed this, mate. We need a few good hotels and we need a, a world-class uh, sports stadium, which we've got now. And, um, yeah, I think you're going to see uh, a lot of people, particularly in and around the inner city areas, really going back to watch sporting matches due to the fantastic facilities. Yeah, I do a lot of work, as you know, for the SCG, but mm. uh, that uh, putting that to one side, I just thought it was fantastic. It really was. Stay with us because uh, we'll be talking AFL, NRL next. Sam Reid, I know you're a massive Swans fan. I'm a Swans mm. fan. He really has revived his career, hasn't he? Because there was a point there where you're thinking, what's going to happen here? Where's this going? Well, he, he was originally chosen as a forward. Um, he's, he's a tall man. He's now 30 years of age. Mm. about to turn 30, I think, next week. He's played 163 games for the Swans over 12 seasons. Um, but he's sort of been in and out with injury and been moved around. He was moved to defender earlier this year. Um, but Paddy McCartan is just the intercept expert and just dominated Sam Reid there. So Sam Reid's now had to go back into the forward line. But we've got Hayden McLean, we've got Buddy Franklin up there, we've got some of these little forwards as well. But he's just come good towards the end of the season, played some really big moments. Um, he's been given another year contract extension, so it's it's a real nod to him. He's a real team man, apparently Sam Reid, um, and a guy that they all love, works really, really hard, 
particularly when he was injured, um, to get back on the paddock. And, um, yeah, he'll, he'll play some key moments in, in this final series. Yeah, it all starts later this week, so we'll obviously have a lot yep. of chat about that. Now, Danielle Laidley. Uh, now, you never know what someone's going through, do you, in life? It's often been no. said to, to me, particularly as a, as a young person, just try and understand that you don't know what's going on in someone's life. This was a 60-minute story on the humiliation of her arrest and former life as a football star. It was... It was really, um, it was really emotional. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, formerly known as the uh, player and coach Dean Laidley, um, and has gone through the whole um, transition. Um, met Dean um, when he was known as Dean um, at the Lurkers, which was a it's a sort of a ongoing Petersham cricket lunch over the years. You would never have an idea of what they're going through. Um, so good on him. But yeah, he's been through, well, she's been through hell and back now with, with issues with drugs and being arrested and, and even um, looked at taking her own life. So um, just hope that she's okay now and she can get on with her life and she feels more comfortable in her own skin. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully it'll be a, mm. a brighter future. NRL, uh, look, uh, brighter future. Brisbane Broncos, goodness gracious well, me. They were dreadful again. Kevy Walters gave them an enormous spray um, and some of the players weren't happy about it. Then Gordon Tallis has doubled down supporting his mate, saying you're kidding uh, to the players. And look, it's hard to argue. They were awful. They're awful. Um, but it's the world we live in, mate. The, the, the younger generation are very, very um, can be very, very sensitive. And and um, and Kevy Walters didn't hold back and given given the players a spray, which I think they deserved. They then sort of turned on Kevin Walters and saying, "Mate, you know, we don't believe you should be coach." Well, then Gordon Tallis's old mates come in and said, "No, you guys are soft and you deserved it." And and I think they do look. I think they can take a lot of positives out of the season. They they show that shown that they can perform when they get it right, but there's a soft underbelly there that they need to work on in the off season. No, they were flying along. Well, one of the form teams yeah. in the competition. Yep. I thought it was six yep. or seven in a row, saying, "Oh, the, these guys are going to make a dent," and they've just slipped mm. down the pole, the greasy pole, so badly they're going to miss the eight. Canberra now into eighth spot. Canberra have got the Tigers this weekend. The Broncos have got the Dragons, which I don't think they'll win, and, and they'll just be out on their uh, end-of-season trip on Monday. So you're right, there are some things to find that were good, but they're going to have to go back a few months to find them. So a bit of soul-searching yeah. for the Brisbane Broncos. Now, I watched this game, the Wallabies taking on South Africa, and it was a very good win for the Wallabies, really good win uh, at the Adelaide Oval. And there was a moment there where Nick White, the diminutive halfback, the chirpy little number nine, uh, look, he's been mocked by plenty of people for doing this, but he did get a little smack in the gob and milked it and got the (laughs) yellow card, which really helped them. I don't know. This is the game we live in these days. I I can't be too critical of him. No, it's not the first halfback that's milked a penalty, is he? (laughs) Surely not. No, but I think the positive out of this match, forget... um, because the uh, whole social media went into a frenzy saying that, that rugby's lost a little bit of its soul as he took a dive. Well, that's a bit of an overreaction, I think. I think the Wallabies were fantastic, 25-17 to 17 over the Springboks. But the way they held him out first half was I thought was fantastic. There's some really, really positive signs there. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, if, if he doesn't go down in the manner in which he does, it doesn't get picked mm. up and then it moves on. So, uh, And it was, as you were saying, at that point they were defending fiercely on their line and they held them out, this yep. enormous South African team. So uh, they play them again at Allianz Stadium this weekend. What about the 
All Blacks. Uh, well, the All Blacks going to just keep on losing until oh. we play them? Is that what's going to happen? Michael Checker's Pumas, uh, historic upset. We're in unknown territory here, aren't we? Like This is um, the first time in New Zealand's 119-year history that they've lost three consecutive test matches at home. Now, you think about those stats, 119 years, they've never lost three in a row at home. It's an amazing record. This is a, a dynasty and, a, and a, a sporting icon that we're talking about here, and they are in real trouble. Um, to lose to the Pumas for the first time, 25-18, to 18, uh, Michael Check is very, very happy because he's coached the Pumas to the victory. But, yeah, they're, they're, they'll be doing some soul-searching the All Blacks, and this is unknown territory for them. Yeah, he has done well, hasn't he, Check? He, they had that mm. good win over Australia after the original loss and to beat the All Blacks. Uh, yeah, um, the Checker-led Pumas doing very, very well. Mm. Now, now the Australians, they're not winning the Grand Prix, the Formula 1 Grand Prix, but they're all the chat, aren't they? Uh, this morning we saw Max Verstappen win the latest, and uh, but guys like Martin Brundle coming out, um, uh, being critical of Daniel Ricciardo, and it's turned into an absolute circus, the McLaren, the Alpine, the... Uh, you know, uh, the whole story. Well, the whole thing here with, um, and the Alpine boss, uh, Otmar Schaffner, he's had doubled down again on Oscar Piastri saying, you know, he kept saying he signed, he had an agreement with us, he had more than a handshake, he signed a piece of paper mm. and he's backflipped. And now he's saying this kid's got no integrity. This kid hasn't even started his career yet. And he's making headlines. And um, I hope it doesn't affect him because this kid's a talent. So, but yeah, he's, uh, he's really, Otmar is not happy at all. Yeah, and then you've got Ricardo, who's still there yep. and sort of lost in some sort of uh, vortex. But uh, we'd love to be talking about them winning. Uh, now, uh, finishing up today, uh, i tell you what, one of the BBL franchises would love to have, and I know this, I'm going back a few years, but they'd love to have a, <laughs> a fully fit, flying show of actor, wouldn't they? Yeah, what got me thinking with this draft and, and cricketers coming to Australia, um, the Mossman cricket team, I think in around 2000, um, we were lucky to get secure the services of Shoei Bakhtar, the Pakistan fast bowler, who was as fast as Brett. He bowled 160 kilometres an hour plus, called the Royal Pindi Express. And I was at state practice on this particular night when Shoei came to Mossman for the first time. So I raced back from the SCG to up to Rawson Oval there at Mossman to welcome Shoei to the club as I was club captain. I said, come on, Shoei, I'll buy you a beer, mate. And he said, no. And he had a lot of um, people carrying his bags and, supporters with him. Um, I know they were his staff or not. I said, come on, Shab, I'll get you a beer. He goes, no, please, I'll get you a beer, Shane. I said, no, Shab, you've come to our club. I'd love to get you a beer. Please, Shab, I'll get you a beer. I said, no, Shab, I'll get you a beer. And he says, no, I'll get you a beer. And I, I said, okay, then. And he says to one of his lackeys, get Shane a beer. <laughs> <laughs> this little guy, this guy, this guy ran as fast as he could over to uh, the canteen to get me a beer. It was fantastic. Good bowler, good guy too. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. Go to oshergroup.com. If you're in the market for a racehorse, they'll have all the information you need, mate. Of course, a big thank you to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee, former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.